Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here today, Locked On Nationals podcast. We are recording this on the 22nd of August, 2022. On today's show, a breakdown of the Nationals weekend series against the Padres. They split a win two against the Padres. At the first two, the pitching was really strong. So we'll get into the pitching. The offense kind of slumped there towards the back end. We'll also give Joey Manessis some props because every show we should be doing that. All right, fun show coming up today right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 21st of August, 2022, as I mentioned. Thank you all for watching today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Uh, before we get into the action from the Washington Nationals, notes and if you all some of y'all might have missed the episode next week where I talked about it, but at the end of August, I will be stepping down as excuse me as the host of Locked On Nationals. And because of that, we are in currently the process of trying to find a new host. If you are interested, you guys can find me on Twitter and DM me at JoshNeighbors underscore, or you all can send me an email, jneighbors0 at gmail.com. I'm not going to go into my whole spiel again. I already did that the other day. Once again, I want to thank you all for all of the support of this show. I'm going to keep this thing rolling. Make sure there's still episodes until you guys get a new host squared away. And also, number one, leave, make sure we're leaving you all in good hands. So we're giving some time to this. Hopefully, we'll be thorough, and hopefully, we'll have a new host here for you all in the start of September. All right, folks, let's get down to the business. The Nationals split two games, and so let's, uh, with the San Diego Padres, mind you, Let's talk about where the Nationals currently sit. They are 41-82. and 82. That's a 333 winning percentage. It's the worst record in baseball. They are 38 games back in their division in the wild card side of things. I believe it's now a full 26 games back. Just checked. Yes, it is. Uh, the Nationals are 19-44 uh, and 44 at home, 22-38 and 38 on the road. They have a minus 209 run differential, which is the worst in all of baseball they have lost to their four and six in their last 10 games um and they have a sub one percent chance of making the playoffs uh so i just i saw this you know today obviously because the nationals now fell to 41 and 82 there are 162 games and because of that obviously now it is apparent the nationals uh you know the best they can do at this point is they can go 80 and 82. They've got 39 remaining games. They have clinched another losing season. And so now the Nationals, for the third consecutive year, will be a losing team. And the third consecutive year, uh, after winning a World Series, they will be a losing team. You all knew that. You all knew it was going to happen. It's just kind of the inevitability of it happened today. So the Nationals, you know, uh, definitely on pace this point with 39 games remaining in a 33% winning percentage. The Nationals are well on their, well, 33% of your winning, you know, winning percentage. If you have 39 games left, that means you're going to win 13. So the Nationals right now are on pace uh, to win 53 games, 
which means that they're going to lose on pace to lose a hundred and nine games. I think it's what it is, right? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Win 13 more games, you'll be uh, 54. And if you're, let's see, what's the 54? 112, right? I don't even know. Yeah, 108, somewhere in that range, whatever it is. Math, not my strong suit. Uh, it's just the Nationals well on their way to becoming a 100-loss team. Um, and, and, you know, obviously something that we expected with a sell-off, but uh, just a difficult kind of, of pill to swallow, just to acknowledge that we are here now. Very difficult to do. I feel you, Nationals fans. It's obviously not what we wanted to see from this team, but is where we are now. We'll say this. Got to give them some credit. They've been playing a lot of close baseball games as of late. It's not like they've been non-competitive, right? Go back to that last uh, San Diego series at a 4-3 game, a 6 a loss, but a 5-4 win against the Cubs, 7-5 loss, 3-2 loss, and a 3-1 win, a 6-3 win, a 2-1 loss, and a 2-1 loss. The Nationals are very competitive right now. They're very very competitive in the games that they're playing does not mean they're winning, but for the most part, they are very competitive. Let's go through the weekend. Let's start with the highs, two wins for the nationals, a three to one win, which saw them grab two runs in the top of the ninth inning to get a win. This was Anibal Sanchez, Sanchez's strongest start uh, to date, five innings, one hit, one run, four K's, 79 pitches, Drops his earn run average to 6-4-3 um, on the year. And the bullpen the rest of the way was very strong. Uh, obviously, in the end, we've, we've said this a whole lot, Carl Edwards Jr. and Finnegan uh, getting the job done. But the Nationals able to scratch across a couple uh, you know, a couple hits, uh, make something happen against Yu Darvish having a really strong season. Uh, they have an Ilda, Il, I always forget or mess up this name, Ildemaro Vargas. He uh, gets the scoring going in the third inning with a 398-foot home run, and then uh, Nelson Cruz walks in a run in the ninth, and then Ruiz hits a sack fly. So the Nationals score three runs in kind of all variety of ways, right? The long ball, a walk, and a sack fly. Wow, situational hitting. I mean, that's not that's not usually what we talk about here for the Washington Nationals, right? Not normally uh, where they're supposed to be, and. Um, you know, so seeing them kind of do that, especially in, in a big game spot or, you know, big late spot, late game situation was, you know, it was, and I'm not going to say like super, super impressive because they haven't done it a lot this year, but it should be noted that they're able to do that. So, uh, you know, I think, yeah, taking some of that and seeing a guy like Kaber Ruiz get that kind of hit, you know, you wish you could say a, a young guy like a Nelson Cruz got a job for you, but it's not a young guy. Right. And so, uh, um, we had a late race yellow. I'm, I'm looking at this right now uh in the uh in the nascar race um yeah but you know so you're not you're not seeing a, a team you know with like a, a bunch of young guys come through but k Ruiz did Eldemaro vargas obviously comes through early in the game which is really nice i want to say this about the padres let's talk about the padres real fast so this is a team that struggled offensively and i mentioned one of the nice parts about you know uh, the nationals opportunities the rest of the way is now that you're able to play a little bit of spoiler right that is where you, that's kind of the situation uh, the Nationals are now in. You have the opportunity to be a spoiler for other teams. The, the Padres just did not look good at all. This is a team now that is 68 and 56, but look at what they did in these last four games. They scored two, two, three, and one, eight runs across all four games. And so you got to be wondering, man, like, man, where is this team's offense? Ironically, Bell and Soto were all of the offense in the last couple of games. We'll get to that. But 
where is this Padres team at right now? Um, you know, you, they make that trade and we're discussing the odds that the Padres, you know, for the Padres now and how much of a contender really are they? I mean, you, you think about like, you think about what happens there, um, you know, with that. I, I mean, this team, is anybody afraid of them? Think about the teams in National League right now. The Dodgers, okay, I'd take them over the Padres in a heartbeat. The Mets, the Braves. I mean, maybe the team's not in the Central. Maybe the team's in the Central, you're not. Maybe the Phillies not. But, like, I know they've got all the pieces, but, man, the performance has been poor. It's been really poor. And you saw in this game, too, uh, you saw in this series, too, So you know, some bad fielding, some Josh Hader, uh, Josh Hader making some mistakes. So this team's got a lot of questions to answer. Uh, let's go move on to the 6-3 win for the Nationals. This was, you know, this one felt really good because Hader had a meltdown in the end of this game that allowed the Nationals to get the win because Paulo Espino was not great. The bullpen, though, steps up big time. Blake Snell gets touched up just a little bit, three earned runs, seven Ks, seven hits. Though. The Nationals did a good job of getting to him. But late in this game, Josh Hader just implodes, and the Nationals get an infield single. Um uh, you know, that, that obviously they get the error, right? Score is an error because Josh Hader chucks it into the outfield. And, and then, you know, after that, obviously what we're talking about here was the big situation where we saw the young man, Alex call 27 year old gets the home run for the nationals. Nationals able to claim him and uh, see what he's done. He hits the two run home run that puts the Nats up three in the ninth inning. So this was, this was a win that more of kind of exposed what's wrong with the Padres and bad teams don't always capitalize, but the, the nationals were able to capitalize in this game. All right. Quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's locked on nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at bet online, go to bet online and BetOnline.net today. When you do sign up, it is free to do. So make sure you guys uh, go to that bet online and betonline.net. It is where the game starts. All right, two more results to get to for the Nationals from the weekend. First, it was a two to one loss. Actually, they did that twice Saturday and Sunday. So you have to say, you know, the pitching was really good. Four runs across 18 innings, given up, uh, and you know, eight runs across all four games. You know, against the Padres is very good for a lineup. That's, you know, so potent. But uh, this game, for the national side of things, Josiah Gray with an interesting 102-pitch performance. Four hits, one run. It was a home run. Five walks and three Ks. So the control wasn't there, but he was still able to grind out five really solid innings. Uh, you know, in terms of the score. I mean, I actually wouldn't call them really solid, but five productive innings, right? A one-run ball. I mean, you're keeping your team in the game if you are doing that. Um C-Shack's the one who kind of, you know, the, the dam broke for him. And Joe Musgrove pitched really, really well uh, the other way. But you have to think, you know, for Joe Sigray, like this was a grinder game, right? This this was one of those where you worry about somebody, a guy like this, when his control is not very good. Um, you know, if he's just aiming middle, we talk, actually talked about this earlier in the year. I'm not sure what game it was. Day game against Seattle, I want to say it was earlier in the year where, you know, um, he was missing so much that the plan was, hey, just go to the middle. See see if you can get something, you know, in the middle of the plate. And uh, if you do, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it goes somewhere else in the zone, not just middle. But if you're having control issues, establish the middle. And this is a game where he had control issues but did not get torched. Um, you know, it was not just exclusively missing in the zone. So 
the five walks, yeah, it, it's it, it's you know it, it's not something you want to see. But look, it's not a guy where we're talking about like a bunch of five walk performances, right? It's not really the Josiah Gray mo. I mean, he's not had a uh, let's see, I'm trying to look at these. yeah, he's had two outings this year where he's walked four people, um, and a good amount of you know a good amount of times he's walked three guys, but. Really, on the whole, like it's not somebody who always struggles with walking. This is a game where he definitely did, but was still able to grind once again 102 pitches and able to go the full five innings. Um, and so that is something that's a step in the positive direction. I think the last three starts for him have been, you know, have been strong starts after uh, not so not very great starts previous. So you know, I know it's in six runs that he's given up uh, across 17 innings, which you know it's not excellent, excellent, but still. He's still doing very, very well, and he's keeping the Nationals in games. Look at these game scores last three. 4-2 loss, 5-4 win, 2-1 loss. Like He's keeping them in the games. He is competitive, and once again, he's still learning for a guy that is once you know just 24 years old. So still plenty of time left for Josiah Gray to continue to learn, continue to grow. Um, this These last couple days, the last two Nats games, uh, the boys, the boys that we once loved and knew so well, Soto and Bell were the ones who did the damage. The home run, uh, that was hit by the Padres was a Bell solo home run with one off, um, one off Josiah was a solo home run. And then Juan Soto, 429 feet in the bottom of the seventh inning. Let's go to the next day. The Nationals lose two to one in this game. Uh, and you know, this is another one where Josh Bell does the damage, a two run home run, but still really good pitching performance. Patrick Corbin, five and two third, five and a third, nine hits, two runs, uh, both earned two walks, three K's and a Homer. And the home run really came because he, you know, came out there for that sixth inning. I, I get why Dave Martinez did it. He should be able to go there, but that's one of those where you got five innings of one run ball. Uh, or excuse me, uh, you know, of shutout baseball at that point in time from Patrick Corbin. So with that, oops, there you go, the ad. Um, oh, I'm not sure why it's doing that. Uh, when you get when you get five innings of no run ball, maybe you just kind of cash out and say, "All right, we're lucky we got this far. We we're lucky we got to a point where Patrick Corbin did not completely fall apart, and so we'll take that." Uh, we'll get him out of the game and we'll go to the bullpen here. Now, not saying the bullpen would have, you know, done it. I'm just saying for Patrick Corbin's psyche, it might have been better to do. Once again, five and two thirds or five and a third innings of two run ball is not bad. The nine hits is concerning. I mean, that's a lot of stress. And we've seen those situations. Patrick Corbin, for the most part this year, has not been up to the challenge. But the final numbers do tell you that, uh, you know, he, he did pitch a decent game. The problem is, is that a lot of those signs that show weakness earlier in the year were there. And so maybe that's why you wouldn't want to put him out there for that, uh, that sixth inning. And uh, it ultimately did hurt the nationals in the end. Hunter Harvey and Rosman Ramirez, uh, they go the rest of the way. Sean Manaya was strong in this game. Seven innings, five hits, one run, four Ks. And Suarez and Martinez finished the job off. Nationals offense really non-existent here these last couple days. Although the great story that is Joey Manessis does continue. I mean, this guy has just been hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting uh, on this month of August. 66 ABs for him, 318 average, 348 on base, 561 slugging, and a 908 OPS. He's got five homers and seven RBIs. So a really strong start for Joey Manessis. Um, 
uh, you know, as, as he has come out of the gates here with the Nationals. And, you know, he had a really good series overall. I mean, especially those last three games, you know, he got four hits. Um, he was four for his last 13 at the plate, only with two strikeouts, too. So that was good to see. Manessis continues to impress. All right. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you guys follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.